Welcome to Positive Play It. I'm Josh. I'm Matt. I'm Dan. And if you're here and you're listening to this about a one minute 20 instrumental on the 1975 record, you're an official fan. Well done. <laughs> yeah, if you were going to skip a podcast. <laughs> <laughs> but it's more than that today. It's way more than that. It's way more than that. So much more content. I know. Anyway, what's new? Matt, any run-ins with any rats in wheeler bins? No, not for a while. I'm kind of disappointed. Well, relieved that this rat has learnt its lesson. If you're wondering what we're talking about, listen to a few episodes previous. Oh, wait a sec, though. The bins have been emptied since then. They are, so maybe, yeah. maybe he didn't learn his lesson. Yeah, <laughs> so, yeah. Sorry, vegans. <laughs> yeah, maybe it's in a, a dump... <laughs> A dumpster somewhere. Um, <laughs> so yeah, no more runnings with rats. Uh, I have jet washed my backyard, which I know is <laughs> very entertaining to the listener. Furlough live. Yeah, exactly. Furlough live. So I have also baked a, a lemon and poppy seed loaf today. So you know the com- combination of jet washing your yard and baking is confirmation that I am middle class. I really yeah. want to get high. If there was any doubt. Yeah. <laughs> Speaking of baking, like, I, I don't get <laughs> high often, but I just think it'd be great. And I think we should do it together and make an awful podcast. Oh, that, that, what was your idea for a podcast before? Was it over 30s getting drunk and writing? No, no, come Is on. That what it was? You should know this. Getting stoned with 30 year olds. Ah, uh, you yeah. just sit just, against her with yeah. the Damn. Yeah. That's the offshoot podcast. Oh, it damn it, I can't believe it. We could, yeah, do a special edition where we listen, where we listen to all the um, interludes and get high, <laughs> high and floaty. Yeah. Just the interludes and the uh, instrumentals and nothing yeah. else. Feel beautiful. Oh, I can't believe I forgot that 975 reference. Oh, don't worry, I've got a vinyl, I'm a real fan really. <laughs> You're not a real fan so you've got a tattoo Well in that case none of us This I'm is get- true I'm getting one The box but forming part of an Excel spreadsheet on my arm <laughs> <laughs> Hey Jack and that's where they got it from <laughs> Did anybody check out the live video for that of the song? No, yes. I've not actually yet. Me and you together song. His his voice sounds suspiciously wonderful. Like I don't know, it must have some sort of like effect unit on it. It's like phased almost. It sounds like double tracked. It's like you could just oh, it's like velvet. I was listening and I was like, is this really live or is, is it really live? Li- is it just live drums and then everything else is recorded? Because <laughs> the drums sound live, but everything else sounds very produced. Because they did a live lounge of that song. And I, but I think Matt's playing guitar on yeah. it, where he, he just sings in the video, right? Yeah, no, he is. He's playing he is, guitar. No, he's playing guitar. Oh, Can't, okay. Guitar and bass. Guitar and bass, sorry. Guitar and blues. Guitar and B. Yeah, that's what I'm nice. Um, yeah, yeah. It's, I mean, yeah, great, great. More content from them. It's like when Blink did their live album and you're like, you've never sounded like that live. Ever. Great though. <laughs> About Tom and Travis show. Oh my God, it's not, is it? And I'm sure none of them songs are in the original key either. I'm sure that's probably to match 
the amount of auto-tune the vocals needed. <laughs> <laughs> they're so good live, apart from when I see them, and they're horrendous. <laughs> I love you really, Blue 182. <laughs> the band who also had an interlude, but we'll get to that. Did you like Alkaline Trio, Josh? Yeah, I love them. I yeah. saw them once, live twice in a week. Ah, oh, sick. I saw them in Leeds, and they supported NoFX. And I saw them the following week in Liverpool, and that is one of the best like gig crowds and whole vibes ever. Yeah, because it was it was great, you know. Because it was I can't remember which venue it were, but you went down to it. Yeah. So you came in through a door through the street, then you walked down. So it was like six foot below street level the venue. Yeah. And the ceiling was quite low, and so the the stage didn't feel that high either. And because it was quite a small, it was about the size of, oh, God, uh, about the size of Gorilla. Yeah. Ah, oh, cool. Nah, small, a bit smaller than Gorilla, actually, in Manchester. Okay. Um, Just for the people was, not from Manchester, that's a venue and not a room the size of a Gorilla. I can't, I can't think, a, a, a large classroom. <laughs> I can't think of a, an, in, an international way to describe how a big this room was. small sports hall. A very small sports hall. Um, and they played from here to infirmary in full sick and which is the best album isn't it um but everyone was liverpool crowds are really good yeah really good now, i was uh, a big yeah, trio fan like from that era like you get lots of people who you know about like blink and the offspring and stuff like that and the, for me tri- it's harder to get people to talk about our kind of trio like but i i loved them to, well to the point i i sort of you know, you have your albums, don't you? So up to Good Morning, after Good Morning, that was sort of it for me. Like a, a sort of yeah. little bit, little bit outgrown listening to new music that was that was like that. And uh, so I didn't realise they were playing at Leeds Fest one year when I was there. And then I found out they were playing whilst I was there. I was like, trio, <laughs> like everyone getting the tent. I uh, yeah, I love them. Um, what's the oh god? What's the album called? Uh, I've got it on CD. Oh Jesus! It's got "She Lied to the FBI" on. God damn it! What's the... No, it's 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 like 2012 or something. Oh, well, 2013 no, maybe. No. It's a great album. What's it called? Sorry, right, I'll edit this out. I think we have "Remains." Is that one? Um, "My Shame Is True." It came out in 2013. Go ahead. It's brilliant. It's a great album. Really good. Recommend. Yeah. Um, Jamie plays drums in the Super Late Night. He's got the logo tattooed on his arm. Ah, so it's a cool logo, and it? it's like the the uh, yeah. him logo. It's a cool, it's just like a cool thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like just sort of cool. Like, oh, what, what is that? People have been moving Matt's ear back, going, "Why is that on your head?" It's a scar. <laughs> but they used to be. <laughs> you know what? I was thinking about this the other day. I think I might get the Avenged Sevenfold logo retattooed on me. Over the, that would be yeah i wonder how many times in the world people have had a tattoo of something had it removed and then had the exact same thing tattooed on them somewhere else yeah. they'll do it over the scar tissue is that possible <laughs> <laughs> Ooh, i don't know actually probably not it's it feels funny does it where would you get it on my bars uh, yes no i don't know don't know so yeah what we uh what we've we been listening to this week what have I been listening to? I can't think. Every time I've listened to something mildly interested, I thought, oh, I can talk about that on the podcast. <laughs> can't remember. 
Welcome I haven't got, back to me. I ain't got any new discoveries for you, really. Actually, I've I've been back to our AC after we discussed it last week. To be honest, yeah. And then after you, mm. you said you liked the Kelly one, Josh. Yeah, that's a that's a great song. That yeah, I really like that. What about that super late night guy? We've all been listening to him. Who we have? <laughs> <laughs> Go and listen to the super late night, honey. He's out now. One day he will be Although, famous but, enough to guest on the show. Yeah, we'll he are, he's already he's already picked his song. He's already picked the song uh, that he's coming on. No, uh, Matt was on uh, Capital this week, and if you're from the UK, that means you know that you've you've made it in a certain world. You've made it at a different level. Crazy, weren't it? Yeah. What's the Capital guy called? Roan, Roman Camp. Yeah, know. Roman Camp. Um, so he, he was being interviewed from the studio house that the that they're in in LA. Is it LA? Is it not like London? I'm pretty sure he's in America. I don't know. I'm a both. Am, am I wrong? I think so. Didn't Denise Welch say on her live stream that he was down in London with George? I'm sure she did. Yeah, I thought he was in the UK. Shit. Maybe it's in London. He's released his um, Mai's released his podcast, hasn't he? Yes. He yeah, he's competing with a like. <laughs> With like Kim Gordon, Stevie Nicks, Brian Eno, and all them. Just saying, Matty, if you're open to podcasts, <laughs> you know we'll, we'll we'll happily take a guest. What have I been listening to here? Um, Pine Grove. Oh Dirk yeah, I never actually did give those guys a listen. Yeah, they're really good. Um, who are Laney? Obviously, oh so good. And then there's, um, I don't know if you two are into them, but do you know Idols? Matt, I yeah, think I mentioned yeah. them once to you. Yeah, yeah I'm, I'm aware of them. They're, I've never known a band have this many live performance videos on YouTube. And they, they sound great live to say they're like a sort of, they hate being called a punk band, so let's say they're a hardcore band. We're not a punk band. Ha <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, they sound great. There's a concert they did in Paris and it's like an hour, 40 minutes long and they just like smash out the songs. And But any band that's got a line, um, I'm like Stone Cold Steve Austin, I put homophobes in coffins. Get two thumbs up from me. <laughs> I've actually realised that <clears throat> I made, for this week what I've been listening to, I've actually got a playlist for it because it's just the same songs all week. So I can tell you what I've been listening to. And it is what I would consider old-school indie. So the stuff that I was listening to when I was, I don't know, 15, 16 maybe, possibly a bit younger. So are you ready for this? James, so this is, ba- this is going to be whatever you were listening to at 15, 16 was basically then what you were feeding me when I was 12, 13. <laughs> yes, it is. Um, <laughs> Suspicious Character by the Blood Arm. Yeah, yeah. I remember making a CD with that on it. <laughs> what a tune. What a tune that is. Um, I'm not going to teach your boyfriend how to dance. Yeah, by, Black Kids. By Black what Kids. an amazing song. Oh, yeah. so good. And then a bit of a, a bit of Dark Fruits, Light Rock, Dominoes <laughs> by, the big t- by the Big Pink. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember that. This used to spot Muse, them guys. Yeah. The Future Heads, The Long Blondes, Hot Hot Heat. Oh, hot Hot Heat. What's the album, Hot Heat? Is it Elevator? 
Yeah. Like that a phenomenal album. Yeah. Bandages yeah. up my legs up thy arm. Bandages, bandages. Um, are you ready for another who? Drop it on me. Buy, kill, buy. Susie, was it? Yeah, Susie. Oh, God. The Dandy Warhols? A bit Great earlier than oh, this okay. era, but still. Um, Graham Coxon of Blur Fame, Freaking Out. Yeah, that's hey. a really good song. It is. Art Brute, do you remember them? I do. They yeah. supported Subways on the last tour. Oh, did they? The Ordinary Boys. Wow. Hadouken. Yes. Yeah. Air traffic. That boy, that girl. Yeah, yeah. Um, I don't know that. No, they're a one-hit wonder. I'll play it, yeah. Wait. Hang on. If we've played any kind of music, we can only play 15 seconds and we have to... Uh, it's got to be for critique and review. So let's just go around and say our thoughts. Uh, I think it sounds great. I like the guitar tone. It's very, very early noughties. Dan, what are your thoughts? I think it might have been on an advert. Possibly, yeah. Matt, anything to add, Matt? Um, it was a one-hit wonder. You're a and one that concludes wonder. our review of yeah. that song. Enter Shikari, are they a who yet? Nah, they're still making great music in Shikari. Um, and that's it, that's what I've been listening to this week. That ends Playlist Corner. Whoop! Yeah. Lyric Corner's going to be quiet this week. Yeah, it is. <laughs> I know, yeah, and our feature of me looking at Genius for the funniest annotation. <laughs> yeah. We'll give it a go, because an encounter is on Genius. Is it? Yeah. I actually well, opened I Genius. I was about to search it. I was like, well, that's a waste of time. And then didn't search it. Right. Thank you to everyone who's listened to this show so far from around the world. Um, we look at the numbers and it's like growing all the time. And it's amazing to look at how, like, how many people are listening and like where people are listening to. Like Bradford. Um, like the bath- Bradford. The bathrooms. Living rooms. In the car. <laughs> <laughs> In the car doing your essential shop, doing your daily Boris. Daily Boris! Yes! <laughs> uh, if you want to get in touch with us, you can email us at positplayitpod at gmail.com or you can tweet us at the 1975 pod. Uh, said we were asking for like stories of how everyone's discovered the 1975 because I think that's pretty easy, pretty pertinent to the sort of era we're talking about as well. So today we are discussing the first interlude on this album, an encounter. So if you go on Genius, <laughs> it says like an encounter lyrics and just instrumental in brackets. But then <laughs> phenomenally, <laughs> someone's commented saying, I'm loving these lyrics, Lamau. <laughs> 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 Raffle. <laughs> so, oh god, is it Hayden? That is hilarious. Well done. <laughs> right. So, I mean, usually we sort of say like, "What do we think about the song in general?" Um. So, rather rather than that, let's just say, "What do we think about the inclusion of instrumentals in this album?" 
they they serve a purpose, don't they? I know this is mm. obvious to say, but it's an artistic choice. To I don't know. It's I, th- I I think it's good. I like that they use instrumentals. It shows that they're putting an additional layer of thought into their art form, and it's. I think it's taking the album that step further from a collection of songs into one piece of art. It makes it all cohesive. Yeah. Mm. And also it gives you the like the, the breathing space, if you will, <laughs> to chill out a bit and get ready for the next song. So what what is around an encounter? Talk before so, it and how yeah. it's after it. Well, yeah, the, yeah. the run after after an encounter is it's a crazy four song run. So it's stalling for time. In fact, Mike, you've got it there if you want to read it's, it out. Yeah, so yeah it's heart yeah. out, settle heart down, out, settle down, robbers, robbers, girls. Is it? Yeah, girls. Yeah. I mean, what an amazing four songs. And then she way out. It's and then men's were. I mean, we're, another... we're fans, so it's uh, probably <laughs> biased. But but there's another after girls. There's another interlude, right? Yeah, twelves after girls. Oh, of course, yeah. yeah. So uh, in the first in the first episode, sorry, in the episode where we discussed the album as a whole and the intro song, we said it was like split up into three acts, like a movie. Yeah. Um, and I think. I think it's an intentional choice because of the sort of vibe they wanted to create around the story they wanted to tell within the album. Um, I think, it, yeah, it, it does break it up in a weird way, but it's like it's like an interlude, a, it's like an intermission in a play, almost. Yeah, yeah. It's I think like, when right. you said it, it's like different acts within the film. Yeah. And that really does sum it up. It takes you from one act to the next, doesn't it? The interlude. Mm. It, it's so foreign to me. Like, I'd really love to understand how stuff like this made and whether you're really, like, inspired to create something like this. Like, I think we spoke about how, we've, how I think, anyway, a lot of 1975 songs come, like, lyrics first. So, like, mm. I don't understand, really, how you make this music. And it's nice, but I'd like to, like, understand it more and where it came from. And But th- because they're never big hits they never get really spoken about. Do you know mm. what I mean? But it, they might be more interesting if you were like, and how did that start? What was like the first instrument that like you were, that, that the idea came from and like, how did you build around it? And I think if you knew the story behind it, they'd probably be a bit more entertaining to me anyway. Imagine uh, how I would think is that it would come from a sample and then they would have added stuff on top of that. But what I think with, this sort of music and what I think with electronic music and sort of more stuff like this is I think it's almost impressive to know when you're done mm. yeah. do you know what I mean because yeah. like, if, if you're making guitar music you've obviously you've got your two guitar parts you've got your you know, bass drums and any vocals you want to add and it's like right okay there you go there are instruments this is our song but when you're doing this how do you know it's done you know what if you put you know how, how do you know when to say right? I'm not going to add any more textures underneath. I'm not going to. This is the amount of. This is the length of this song. Because if you if you if you create a song which is like a typical structure, Matt, you're very keen on song structures. But you know what I mean. If if you create your typical verse, chorus, verse, chorus, bridge, chorus, double chorus, whatever, 
the song's done. You know when the song's done because you can't be repeating choruses forever. You yeah. know what I mean? But for an instrumental, you could go on for as long as you want. It's like all the Brian Eno stuff. How does he know when then some songs are finished? If he's creating ambient music, you know, how do you, how do you know when to say, that's it? And I think that's, that's really interesting. And the fact that this is only one minute 15 as well. This is, though, it's Robbers, isn't it, without vocals? It's the sample for Robbers, yeah. isn't it? I don't Yeah. Yeah, don't know yeah. That's at the start. But I don't know what else from Robbers is in, is in there. Mm. It's the, the, the last chorus. There's definitely... It's, it's those textures they put in that make... That, like, separate these songs, really, from, like, other stuff. Yeah. Have you uh, seen... Um, you two will love this particularly, but you know New Light by John Mayer? Yeah. There's a video of him on YouTube, and he's talking about how that song came to be. And he's got this sample. Oh, I would love that. And it, it's just, and you recognize it immediately. It's just that thing that's going on underneath New Light. And he's like, oh, okay, I put the guitars on the top. We added drums, we added this. Then we added vocals. This is how it came to be. So I imagine that an encounter is that in Robbers. Like, that's the thing that's kind of like the not quite tangible don't really can't quite tell exactly what you're listening to but there's definitely something in it that you can hear I imagine that is I mean I'd love to have the stems ha wouldn't we all maybe, maybe if we ask nicely we can get the stems oh, do you know what I was like boring everybody last week with my recommendation to watch Christian Henson on YouTube this media composer I think I spoke about that on the podcast, didn't I? Yeah, 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 yeah. I haven't edited um, it yet. <laughs> he he say mention what stems means. It's like stereo, something something mixed down. Oh no way! Oh. It's, yeah, it's an acronym. Acronym. Oh no way! I just, I just oh. presumed it was like a stem, as in yeah, in yeah. I know what you botanical mean. Botanical sense. Yeah, no, I did, <laughs> and I was like, oh, cool, cool. Because he was talking about how he gets. Um, music delivered to like oh sorry like vocals and like the sound from a film delivered to him and now he has to deliver his music back wow no way i mean if you thought that we were just going to come here and talk about an interlude you did not think you'd be learning this much (laughs) (laughs) um so obviously these the live show can, obviously contains these interludes and all this sort of stuff. Um, an encounter is still used today. It's been used since the album, really, hasn't it? Yeah. Yeah, again, it's a nice little break, isn't it? It's the yeah calm before the storm, if that makes sense. Well, it makes sense. <laughs> it, it, again, it's part of that peaks and troughs that DJs would use or that makes a good mixtape. You can't have... It, to use a running analogy, you can't sprint a marathon, can you? <laughs> you'd have to sprint, then you'd be like, oh, I need a walk. And that's what it is. It's, <laughs> it's the walk before you're sprinting again. You're like, heart out. You know, etc. <laughs> but then live, it goes into robbers. Yeah. Uh, see, so, when I, I mean, I can't comment for more recent ones, but when I used to see them a lot, 
they would just go and set. Is it harder to set down after this on the album? Harto on the album. They would, yeah, they'd go into Harto. They'd tease you with an encounter, and you'd expect robbers. Then it'd just be Harto instead. Yeah, I don't know which I prefer. You know, I prefer the tease. I, I, I think it's. I think it's sort of come about now, though, that it's because they don't play hard and Robbers has sustained this entire time in the set list. I think mm. now they kind of have to. Yeah. But I think it's such a clever idea to do an interlude, have the same sample as you're going to do in a song that isn't even the next song. Mm. Yeah. That's like... Because you get... I mean, one example would be like Blink-182 on possibly their least successful album, Neighbourhoods. There's <laughs> um, a song called Hearts All Gone. Um, and before that is the Hearts All Gone interlude, which is the same. That, and that re- it's, it's the same thing. It builds anticipation for the song and then you hear the song. You think about uh, when Blink did Fallen Interlude as well, going into that one with Robert Smith. That, that no, it's... Very related it's to not... Each other. It's not that. I think it, it doesn't... It's fallen into into Go, I think. Nah, and it's, Go's like it's, the second song or something. No. When we're going to talk about the bass line, it's not done. Carousel. <laughs> uh, ob- obvious is the second song. Obvious. I'm doing... Blue. Easy Target goes into all of this featuring Robert Smith. Ah, uh, that yeah, 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 that's true. And Fallen Interlude goes into Go, and then it's Always, then it's Anesthesia, then it's Easy Target, then it's All of This, then it's Here's Your Letter, then it's I'm Lost Without You. What the fuck am I on about them? Am I right? Yeah, I guess it's the opposite way around. I think it's the way Down flows into Fallen Interlude, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah, that's cool. So... Interludes in general, I don't think that a lot of the music that I listen to contains a lot of interludes and albums. Um, what what do you think on what do you think of including interludes and instrumentals like this on albums on like pop albums? Let's say. I think this is okay. Like like Judy said before, it it. It's okay in a cohesive piece of art. It's okay because in this particular one, it references samples and elements of a song that's on the album later on. It's only a minute long. It's easy to get like self-indulgent, right? If it was four minutes long, I'd be like, right, guys, come on. You're yeah. playing for time. Second here. album, we're looking at you. <laughs> um, was I, so, interludes... Nah, I like him, really. It depends, right, on on how they're played out and how they're used. I think it makes sense in what they've done on this one because you can listen to it and happily enjoy the moment and take the breath Yeah, for a mm, minute. Yeah. But I think it, it could easily become too much and you can get a little bit self-indulgent and sometimes a little bit... I don't know. Is this just filling space that doesn't, you know... If they're telling a story, it's okay. And I think the ones on this album are. Uh, yeah, I, I I agree with that. I think if an interlude works, if you've earned it, almost. Mm. Or if you pay like, it off after. 
Yeah, 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 yeah. If you pay it off, yeah. Like I think, what's a good example? See, I don't know loads of interludes, um, but one that an example would be of one that I don't know, not earned. Maybe that's a bit harsh, but on Halsey's album, there's Colors, which is like a biggest song, and there's Colors Part Two. Now, for me, that's a song, and then two minutes of filler using the same sounds as the song you've just heard. That that doesn't work for me because it, you've, I don't I don't get it. I don't see why that is there. Do you know yeah, what? I see what you mean. Are the lyrics Whereas, to like it? this. No, no, it's an instrumental. So it isn't like like that. So um, easy target and all of this are an example. Could be an example of that. Like, and you don't mind that the way it's the same song almost, just produced differently. And you end up with two totally different songs, but that sh- she goes from a song into like an interlude. Yeah, yeah which I don't, I, I don't, I don't get what it's like. If you listen objectively to the album, I don't get what that's doing. It's sometimes good to be northern and be like, "What's it for this? What's it? What? What's it? <laughs> What's it for?" <laughs> um, but an example of where I think it, it really works. Um, is Paramore's self-titled album. Now, I bet you didn't think I was going to use Paramore as an example for uh, interludes. No, I didn't. But in the same way that like this album is kind of split up into acts, um, the, the, like Paramore, they're not subtle about it, almost like it's like four songs and an interlude moving on which is just like a one minute 30 sort of like I think it's like a ukulele like mini song and there's like another interlude there's, well there's, there's three interludes on the album and it, it breaks it up it's a 17 track album in total it's a great album as well it's the best one we've got our oh, next episode we've got our guest our sick first guest next episode next episode episode um, yeah the, the interludes oh, no. on this album they, they work for me because it's an intentional split up of the album into these different parts um, but I don't know I just sometimes I just think they don't take me out of it but I think if they're, if they're too long or if they're overdone too much I'm just like I am a bit I don't want to say bored because I don't want to come across uncultured <laughs> well I know what you mean uh, it, it gets you out of the rhythm doesn't it you you become out of the moment if you're given too much time to settle down. And I think, like, if you want to... I mean, we won't go on, like, loads because the, the, we're going to do episodes on them. But the interludes... For me, the interludes in this album work much better than the interludes in I Like It When You Sleep. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. I feel like these because, are more meaningful. Um, or... I'll be honest, Dan, I think it's because they're shorter. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but, you know what? You bang on. I don't skip these interludes. No, yeah. I skip them on the next one with a bit of a long title. If, I, <laughs> if, um, if I'm listening to that album in full intentionally, I won't. Mm. But if it's on and it's just playing through and it gets to, what is it? If I believe you. I'm like, oh, I'm just going to skip it on until Ballad of Me and My Brain comes on. <laughs> um, and I, I get it there because like one no, of them... No, if I believe you, good. It's not yeah. an interlude. No, no, I mean, once that finishes, I think oh, then, then, it's, right, then it's like two okay. interludes and then it's Ballad of Me and My Brain, I think. 
got the album in front of me. I don't even know why I should just look. Um, but I mean, like... It's because it's so big because you get, got I vinyl, get, Josh. You know what I mean? It's, it's unruly. It's like a broadsheet. <laughs> like, I get... I get the idea is that they're not interludes. They are songs. This is their ex- this is what they want to do. They're telling the story through music. And I think Lost My Head is really good. And I really like it live. But it's the other, the other two for me, they're a bit too much like... I don't want to say you could have taken them off the album. Because I get it. Because it's not the same album without them. But if they weren't on there, I wouldn't miss them. Well, you said it's knowing when to stop, or maybe they've not, you know, edited <laughs> themselves in enough of a way. Yeah, it's a stylistic choice, isn't it, really? And then they were, they were, this is when they were changing more into the think of, like, rather than being just that straight-up pop band, despite the music becoming more <laughs> pop, let's say, they were getting more experimental on the album as a whole. Mm. I think, I think, in terms of yeah, I think as as they've progressed, each album has got more experimental. Well, you can imagine that you, even though you're on an indie label and you've known Jamie, you've known your manager for ages and your manager owns a label, you are constrained a little bit on your first album. It is like, listen, you've not made an album before. Why don't you take my advice yeah. a little bit more? And after album one, when it's gone well, you get more and more freedom, don't you? And um, I think maybe yeah. they, maybe yeah. they took advantage of that a little bit, and you know, and oh, maybe people haven't challenged them as hard. I think on on the album though, like one of them proceeds to sound, and I I just you know just this is obviously like personal preference, but I feel like it would work so much better if there was like a one minute fifteen instrumental interlude before the sound using that sample of the start of the sound. Yeah, to me that would be amazing. Because you just whereas what I think this, by the time it kicks yeah. in you'd be like yeah give it to me I mean I am anyway when I hear the sound off your nuts the sound's always a great memory that. for me so it's the when we're recording this they're doing the listening party for I like you when you sleep tomorrow and they were arguing on I say arguing it was all friendly on the dirty hit Twitter account which is the best song of I like it when you sleep and uh, I had to step in and just let everyone know that it is the sound. It, it, yeah. It's probably the best song altogether. Is it? Yeah, it probably is. Uh, it's just so good. I think it adds to the album. But to, to be to be truthful about in in losing general, I have a nineteen seventy five playlist. I've never really thought about what that playlist is, but really, it's the old songs that you can't get hold of. So it's it's the ones that are off MySpace, and then it's the albums edited down with the interludes removed, so that I can hit play. <laughs> on, so I can hit play on it, and it's just song, 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 song. But that's like if I'll just go on. If I'm on Spotify and I'm queuing all the 1975 songs, I'll never queue. A, I'm not going to queue an interlude. True. But when I'm listening to this album and talk, like when we did the listening party the other week. I wasn't like like when it got Sinterlude, I wasn't like oh, Sinterlude. No, no, it felt right, didn't it? Yeah, yeah, and, and if you look at the full context, it does. Now I we will see um, when the big album that I'm holding up to the camera, which is I like it when you sleep. When we do this tomorrow, I'll see how I feel about the interludes then. Because yeah. when I was like when this album came out and I was hammering it, 
even then I was like, I don't want to skip the interludes. But I want to be a fan. Wait for the next. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. You feel like you owe them. Yeah. Don't betray them All by right. hitting that skip. All right, lads. You wrote sex. I'll let you. Uh, I'll, I'll listen to these for you. Do your thing. What are the? I think it'd be interesting to see what the least played songs are from each album on Spotify. It it would have to be the interludes. But I did see what is interesting. I've seen a few things on Twitter of people doing like ranking. Then I saw one. It was like every 1975 song was ranked. Um, mm. And talk was bottom. So, <laughs> what below? Hopefully, interludes. people listen last week. Uh, not including interludes. Yeah. Oh, I definitely so would that be bottom. Not talk. Yeah. Like a fan of like woman. Oh. Yeah, I think woman would go. Medicine. Bottom. That's yeah, medicine. medicine way down there. Are we gonna do medicine? I think I. Pre- we, yeah, we're gonna do it. We're going to do it, but I, I might get a guest on. <laughs> <laughs> to get someone to say something positive about it. There's two reasons that to, when they... to celebrate amazingness or to pad out those awkward moments. Because when that, when that comes on live, I'm like, oh. I'm not saying it's He's the not saying it's the <laughs> Medi- Oh, my God. Falling for you and medicine are in different leagues. You, hate you know what? Don't you, I've been getting into ah, falling for you recently. Go back and do it again. That's yeah, funny. I'm falling get, for think, you. Get your headphones on. And it's... I think what my problem was is I've still I just associate it with Academy One when all I wanted was banger after banger. I was drunk and I was like, "What well, fuck's this? Go for a drink <laughs> now." Do you want to do one, Dad? I think you've got to <laughs> imagine yourself as a 15 year old on the streets on a cold October night getting high with a girl and that song's just playing on your Bluetooth speaker that you carry because you're 15 years old and, and like just just as you're watching the smoke you're like I'm falling fire and then there it is you can feel the romance I love it I really like that song it grows on me more and more Hey guys, do you remember the drummer from the 1975, George Daniel? Oh yeah. Yes. Do you want to know when his last scene was? I would love to. George Daniel's last scene was at 3.04 this afternoon. Yes, George. It's still live. We could still contact George in an emergency. Should... (laughs) Should we need to? <laughs> in an know, emergency. The number is still active. It's a pop George, emergency. We, we just, just give us three rings to let us know you're safe. That's all we're saying. Oh, that'd be such, that'd be such a great text to send him. <laughs> Hello, it's George. Where are you, George? I'm in London. You don't sound like you're in London. <laughs> what? <laughs> what time is it there? <laughs> yeah. So yeah, the, the, so do we like the night seventy five then? In <laughs> yeah, they're all right. They're all right. Should yeah. we stick with them, lads? Should we not do another band? <laughs> no. Yeah, yeah, probably see it through. At least till the end of this album, anyway. Holy shit! I've got six upvotes. I've got seven. I've got seven upvotes. I am engagement. I am engaging. Right. <laughs> let's get get out of here. 
Right, so thank you again to everyone who has listened and everyone who is upvoting Dad on Reddit at the moment. <laughs> Six people! Um, you can tweet us at the1975pod or you can email us at positplayerpod at gmail.com. Um, yeah, we want you guys to send in stories about how you first discovered the 1975 because it's the whole era we're talking about and it's pretty interesting. Um, Don't make us fake these interactions. <laughs> We've got a uh, Matthew from Rochdale who says... <laughs> That's a... There was a uh, whole thing where B- the BBC was faking competition winners, weren't they? Oh, yeah. Oh, this yeah. week's winner is a Dan from Rochdale. <laughs> <laughs> um, next week is, is a big episode. Um, it's Heart Out, which is a phenomenal song. But we've got our first guest. First guest? Um, should we keep it a secret or two? Let's say it, let's say it. Um, Max Griff from Zella, who's coming on, who's a massive 975 fan, amazing musician, top guy. Um, so yeah, first guest on the show, which is great news, that's big. Um, you can find my Instagram and Twitter at Josh William without the vowels. Matt. <sighs> <laughs> if this is your first time listening to this ever, <laughs> strap yourself in. Yeah, strap yourself in. It's going to be a roller coaster. So my handles for both Instagram and Twitter are Junior, but it's not spelt as in Junior Senior. It's spelt Jew as in follower of the Jewish religion, knee as in the bend in your leg, or as in either or Jew knee or. Juliet, Echo, Whiskey, <laughs> Kilo, November, Echo, Echo, Oscar, Romeo. Hey, Josh, Amazing. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to give something out now. Up until now, we've always said Dan abstains from social media. <gasps> no, Dan. But if you want to hit me up on Reddit only for the true <laughs> nerds, 1989 DSR, holler at your boy. There you go. So have you, I've never listened to a podcast where it's like, yeah, and you can find my Reddit at... Listen, this is this, this is why this is We're true nerd nerdism. If you're a real 1975 game. fan, following on Twitter, you're on the subreddit. Get on there. In yeah. fact, we should have our own subreddit. Maybe should, that's something do I could do. Yeah, I also now have Reddit. I set it up during the recording of this podcast. Oh, Reddit bros. To upvote Dan, so you can find me <laughs> on Reddit. Also, <laughs> the well, what was that handle, Judy? <laughs> Dude, was it last week though it's not even that hard to spell out is it like J-E-W-K-N-E-E-O-R that's not even that that's bad to it, spell yeah. out oh I don't want to read the magic no. right let's, if you're still listening at this point oh my god thank you so much <laughs> let's get out of here next week we are back with Heart Out and we will see you then goodbye